When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Didn't feel like there was a response, really, when the game was alive at any point. Why do you think that was? Oh, well, definitely in that third quarter, we internalised, got stuck in our own heads. And, I mean, the scoreboard got out of control. Players would have been worrying about that, worrying about their own form. And we just went away from any resemblance of a connected brand. So, yeah, we spoke about it that three-quarter time. It was, it was better in the last quarter. Yes, Justin Longmuir summing up his team's 53-point loss to Carlton at Optus Stadium yesterday. A lot of uh, cerebral terms there thrown out by Justin. I reckon have a crack might be uh, might be something his team needs to hear at the moment. Let's talk to Eliza Riley. She's gun young writer for Code Sports. She was at the game yesterday. She covered it. She would have uh, heard Justin's comments and his take on the game. She also went to the rooms after the game and would be able to assess the mood in the rooms. Eliza, welcome to the show. Good morning, Duff. So what was it like in the Frio rooms after that yesterday? Oh, it was very disappointing, as you can imagine, and reflective of what the Dockers dished up in a game where so much was on the line. Um, you know, getting down there, it was a very sombre mood. There wasn't many players sort of around, and when they did sporadically come out, they sort of went straight to their family and friends to... I guess digest um, what had just unfolded on the field. Um, the only sort of moment um, of you know happiness came when Carl Warner came out um, to see his family after obviously making his debut. There was a sort of brief little applause, but that was about the only sort of upbeat moment um, down there after post game. What did you make of Justin's take on the game? Talking about um, uh, lack of connected brand, got stuck in their old heads, own heads, internalised, uh, those sorts of sentiments. Yeah, certainly. Um, I think Justin's pretty on the money with what he was able um, to speak about post-game. You know, the Dockers don't really seem to have a plan B, but I don't know if they really know what plan A is either based on the way they um, played um, yesterday. Like, we know Fremantle are a young side. We know the second youngest side in the comp, and that's going to come with some inconsistency. But at the same time, this is a pretty similar team to what Fremantle put on the park last year when they were able to make finals. They obviously have lost a fair bit of experience, but you're replacing it with guys like Jager, Amira, and Luke Jackson, neither of who really failed to have an impact um, yesterday. So just the fact that, you know, it's a young team, there was definitely a lot of internalising when the game was on the line, players going into their own heads and probably worrying about the result um, more than what was happening right in front of them. It was a really disappointing effort. And, you know, is is that something um, that falls on the coaching staff for sort of failing to get their players out of that headspace? Justin also spoke about the club struggling with expectation, the players struggling with expectation, that because they played finals last year, there was an expectation that they would play finals again and improve. Have you noticed that? And has that been evident for much of the season? 
Well, this looks like a totally different team to the one that played finals last year, um, which has been, you know, something we've seen in the AFL across the past few years, where a young team takes a big step forward and then regresses immediately sort of the next season. So it's not something um, that we haven't seen in the AFL. It's just given, you know, Fremantle's profile of young talent and just how exciting some of their young players are. It has been um, a bit of a letdown. I think that they haven't been able to put themselves back in that position, especially knowing what their best football has looked like this season. You know, you think back to games like Melbourne um, at the MCG, sort of just before the bye. You think about them beating Geelong, the reigning premiers at Optus Stadium. Um, We know their best football can match it with those sort of best teams, but they just have been so inconsistent in the way They've applied it. It's been um, a massive letdown this season, I think. Is it partly down to the style of play that teams will pursue against them? Like you mentioned their better wins this year, Melbourne at the MCG, Geelong at Optus Stadium. Neither of those teams really play fast footy, do they? The teams that play fast footy, and Carlton certainly did against Fremantle yesterday, tend to bring the Dockers unglued and Fremantle's players don't buffer the pressure particularly well. Is this a style thing that Justin Longmuir may have to address, do you think? I certainly think there's an element of it now because we've seen it happen so many times this season where, as you say, the Dockers have been undone by fast football. And when you look at the broader scheme of the competition, that's where AFL football is headed, you know, the top of the table, Collingwood Magpies, they're the, the pioneers of it and we can see what they've done this season and probably will do for the rest of the year. So the Dockers um, really struggle, I think, when the ball is pinging around and they aren't able to set up as well as they'd like because we know Justin Longmuir, when he came to Fremantle, who was a defensively-minded coach, um, wanted to set up Fremantle's defence before even thinking about um, attack and then getting those two things hand-in-hand worked last season. But the way the game is heading, um, it just probably doesn't cut it anymore. And the other thing is um, Fremantle's midfield. We know when they've lost clearances this year, they've lost games. And teams have sort of figured them out. Um, If you can pin them into their back half, apply pressure and limit their um, ball movement going back the other way, you can choke them, you can turn the ball over, and that's exactly what Carlton did yesterday in the first quarter, kicking all four of their goals from turnovers. What options does Justin Longmuir have at selection for next week, Eliza? Brennan Cox was limping at the end of the game, so I wouldn't have thought he's any certainty to play against um, the Pies. Um, what can what levers can Justin Longmuir pull to try and get a better performance out of them next week? Yeah, we need to look to the waffle for those answers and that's what Justin sort of indicated post-match that they'll keep rewarding people playing well at Peel and he indicated there was some sort of strong performances in that Subiaco versus Peel Thunder game. The ones that probably stand out and were named um, in the best for Peel was Corey Wagner. Um, We've seen him once or twice at AFL level this year and we know he's played... um, AFL in the past and is an experienced campaigner. He had 24 touches for Peel. Um, and then the other one, Nathan O'Driscoll on the wing, he was one of the better performers in this win with 18 touches. And then if you really want to uh, look to play the kids, which Justin sort of held back from saying yesterday because they are already so young, 
Someone like Ethan Stanley's got a bit of spark about him. Um, obviously, mid-season draft recruit has only just come into the club, but he had 18 touches and kicked two really silky goals on the weekend. So there's a few options there. And then, you know, if Brendan Cox doesn't quite get up, then you have to turn to someone like Joel Hamling um, if you want that key defensive post. Or the other one is Heath Chapman. We haven't seen him... Um, for a while ever since he injured that hamstring earlier um, at training in the year. He didn't play Waffle on the weekend and might be a bit of a test to see if he can get back this week and it probably would be a big step coming straight back into the AFL side after such a long layoff. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, I think with the season dead and buried, um, I wonder whether they should take a safety first approach with Heath Chapman and make sure they keep him sound between now and the end of the season. Stanley's an interesting point you make, Eliza, and um, uh, Paul Hazelby's just come into the studio to to do his um, stint with me uh, in a few minutes' time. He showed me a really good goal that Ethan Stanley kicked. He looks like a strong midfielder. He looks like a powerful runner. They could use a bit of size and power around the middle, couldn't they? Exactly that, um, and it was sort of, you know, a, a bit of a nightmare um, scenario yesterday where you had Blake Akers on one wing. The guy you sort of lowballed and let go um, at the end of last year, and he's um, gone to Carlton, still absolutely skying balls inside 50. That hasn't changed about his game, and we saw that a few times yesterday, but just that bigger body on the wing, he was able to sort of shove a few blokes around and out of the way and win the footy himself um, going back the other way. And we know how a powerful runner he is. So someone like Ethan Stanley has potential to evolve um, into a player like that. And, you know, what he's shown at the waffle level so far, came in, played one reserves game and has been in the league side since. And yesterday was probably, I, I mean, on Saturday was probably his most complete waffle performance this year. So, it may be worth looking and seeing what you've got there um, and giving him a go at the next level. Um, given, you know, someone like Liam Henry, he's been in fantastic form the past few weeks, but probably didn't have his best game yesterday um, and maybe got cut out of it a little bit because Carlton were going fast the other way. What do you expect them to do now? It, I mean, finals are gone. Let's let's not kid ourselves. They're, they're done. Do you expect them to try and make some ground to get them ahead of the game for next year? Or do you think they'll they'll try and battle back and, and, and battle through as best they can? I think if you're free money, you've got to find something in these next seven games um, and find a bit of momentum to bring you into the off-season feeling a little bit better about yourselves than you do now. So what that looks like, whether they try and throw caution to the wind and, um, you know, give a new sort of game style a crack in the next seven weeks, that's probably what you would look to be doing, um, even though it's never ideal to make a significant change like that at any stage of the season. What they're doing at the moment just isn't working. And you look at their back end of the fixture with teams like Port Adelaide, Collingwood, Brisbane, and then Geelong in Geelong. Those teams, um, it, you know, you've got the reigning premiers, you've got top four teams in there. You're not going to do yourself any favours by continuing to sort of go slow and be beaten up by these teams. So if you're free man, or why not, you know, throw throw what you're doing, not completely out the door, but just take elements of it and evolve because you want to give your players some confidence back and you don't want them to, you know, respond even further to the expectation that's been placed on them. And 
probably will um, come back to haunt them. You know, we think next year when they're a year older and we will be expecting things again from them next season. Eliza Riley, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Look forward to reading your follow-up to this on Code Sports today. Thanks, Duff. Eliza Riley, great young rider with Code Sports. She covered the game, uh, Fremantle versus Carlton, yesterday. What do you think? You can have your say on the temper at Bedshed text line on 0487 736 736. You can call us on the open line. That is 13 12 55. We'll be back in the Toolkit Depot studio after the break.